I'm staring at the rectangular box that you have sent me for my birthday. <sighs> you want to open it so bad. I want right? to open it so bad. But I'm not going to. I also, I was such a piece of shit because I opened your present already and I love it. It's, Thank you so much. Yes. Uh, I got a nice coffee, fancy coffee making thing. Pour over. Yeah, pour over coffee called. thing. And a German yeah. tarot book. <laughs> yeah. I get to learn my... I get to, like... Um, what's the word? I get to reacquaint myself with German. Have you taken German lessons? Always. Yeah, I studied it from, like, 10 till 13, Okay, maybe? you did more German than I did. And I'm the one that's currently struggling through ordering a fucking cappuccino in a, in a cafe in Germany. I... It's very, very, it's very cool that you think I have retained any of that. <laughs> I know songs. You know songs? Ich spiele am liebsten Tennis. <laughs> Tennis spiele ich gern. <laughs> and then I know Ein, zwei Papagei. That wow. thing. And I know this one. It was this show with an old man and a young girl and a dog. And the, I just remember the end bit of the theme song. Which was, and the hund heist Oscar. <laughs> <laughs> the dog was called Oscar. If you're German, um, let us know what the what the fuck that's all about. Because um, I yeah. don't know. I've only been in Germany for a year, though. So I don't know anything. Whoa, whoa. Oh. Uh, hey, Merry Christmas, everyone. Welcome to Swamp Merry Seasons, Greetings, Holidays. Happy Holidays for whatever, uh, anything you're celebrating, whether it be anything at all, even just like brushing your teeth. Like Mari? Like me, exactly. I was born the day after uh, Mr. Christ himself, so obviously my birth is more important than that. Mm-hmm. Um, you're older? But hey. Oh, no, wait. He's older by one day. That's how it works. But you're younger. You're, <laughs> He's you're more only youthful. older than one by one day. <laughs> yeah, I, that's how it works. I was born on in the year <laughs> zero on, like, day one. <laughs> that's how it works. That's exactly how it works. Um, I'm 2,020 years old tomorrow. No? What's my birthday? On Saturday. Um, so yeah, wish your local podcast host happy birthday. And whoever else's birthday it is this week. Including Mr. Jesus Christ Superstar. <laughs> and um, my grandma's birthday is on, on a Wednesday. A whole bunch of friends as well. Yeah, we have a lot we of Capricorns. We are a very Capricorn heavy friend group. Yeah, I don't know what that says about us. We're all like... We're all very repressed. Yeah. <laughs> That's why we're all friends. <laughs> so shout out to all my fellow Capricorns out there. I hope you guys are having a lovely Capricorn season. It's been a it's been a doozy so far. <laughs> so far. It's, it's been, been a hoot and a half. It's, it's been a hoot and a half. Um tainted by lockdown and virus mutations. It's truly the Christmas. It's Spirit. truly, we're really slowly getting, we all, we were all thinking, are we going to get there this year? But then all those good news came <laughs> of 
very last minute lockdowns. And we all thought, oh. no, we're not. <laughs> we're not getting there this year. <sighs> anyway, uh, we're not going to talk about any of that because we're a fun, positive podcast and we're not this a, is a fun reality or news podcast. Special. Yes. So, you know, even if you're not doing uh, Christmassy stuff this year, I hope we can bring a little bit of seasonal joy mm-hmm. to your ears. We're going to shove Christmas up your asses. Exactly. In the form of... Well, should we say how we, we're coming into the podcast first before we explain yeah, what we're doing yeah, for yeah, our let's, final let's Christmas episode? Do what we always do. Mari, based on the characters of the Shrek the Halls Christmas special, which out of those characters are you right now? How are you coming am, to the podcast? I am Donkey. Because <laughs> I too have invaded a family home I no longer live in. <laughs> Being very annoying and loud about it. I've been here for a while, though. They haven't kicked me out just yet. But I'm, I'm, I, every day I think we're there. I'm in my, I, I'm at my mom's place. I've, I quarantined for 10 days. And now I'm here and now I'm, now I'm chilling. And I'm, but everything's closed. So I'm, so I'm basically still quarantining. Yeah. <laughs> There's literally nothing happening. Um, but I am definitely uh, donkey. How about you? I'm Fiona, I think. Okay. Because um, I'm, like, actually, by the time this episode comes up, I'm already on my way to my parents' place to spend Christmas. Very bad of me, but I live alone, and it's, like, relatively okay in Finland. And I'm literally just everything. Like, Fiona's only line in this movie is, I just want to have a nice family Christmas. That's me. <laughs> That's me. All so, I want to do is have a nice family Christmas. <laughs> all you want to do is have a... Ha- or you'll walk out of your own home and go into the snow for no apparent reason. Um, there's I'm Fiona <laughs> on the eve of Christmas. On the Christmas um, Eve, before the shit goes down, as we will later discuss. I'm Fiona exactly. at the start, but not too start. But you know when the Christmas rolls around? That's me. Yeah. If you're I just want to have a nice family Christmas. You just want to have a nice family Christmas. If you're used to our, like, normal formatting, this may seem a little bit um, uh, different from what we usually do here on Swamp It Up. But that's because for the final Christmas episode, we're doing something new. We are treating ourselves and we don't want to be confined by the normal shackles of this podcast. We want to (laughs) go wild. We want to go hog wild. This is our Christmas present to us. Not to you, dear listener. (laughs) This is purely (laughs) personal. This is for us because we already did Halloween 3 during the Halloween time. So we no longer trusted you guys in suggesting movies for our final episode. (laughs) Though I think we kind of played ourselves a little bit. Um, Well, yes. Um, (laughs) But for this um, episode, we decided to create a new Christmas tradition of comparing various Christmas specials to the Shrek Christmas special called Shrek the Halls. Mm-hmm. And so, Mari, do you want to tell the, f- the cr- Christmas special we chose this time around? Yes. It's a very we special chose, movie. It's a very special movie. 
Now, there's been a lot of kerfuffle about this particular uh, show. Mostly that people don't like it. But what they don't understand is that it's the greatest show in the entire world. And you just need to give it a chance. Don't listen to the Mm -hmm. critics. Art is never appreciated properly when it's first presented to you. You need to, like, make your own conclusions instead of listening to the status quo. Listen to so, us, your TV connoisseurs. We're going to pour you this nice wine of a TV show. We're your sommeliers. This, exactly. T- t- this show pairs so well with being in your 20s. Being a person, exactly. Being a person. Mm-hmm. Just being a person. And, like, honestly, you know, you've been with us for 40 episodes, maybe, maybe less, maybe more. I'm not sure. <laughs> I don't know where we're at right now. Okay. Somewhere in we're, there. We're, we're nearing 40. Um, but you know, whether you've been with us for a short time and this is your first episode, whether you've been with us for the entire ride, trust us when we say New Yokyo is the most incredible thing you'll ever watch. And therefore New Yokyo is a gift that we are treating ourselves with, as well as you, dear listener, actually. Now this is also a gift to you. Yes, you're welcome. So in 2018, after New Yokio was tragically not renewed for a season two, <laughs> it did, literally the worst that could have happened, um, the, they did get uh, a Christmas special. And the Christmas special is every bit as incredible as the, the only season that you can currently watch on Netflix. Mm-hmm. So we are going to compare New Yokio Christmas special to Shrek the Halls, the Shrek uh, Christmas special. Um, we're going to, by the end of the episode, what is it called? Is it called Pink Christmas? It is called Pink Christmas. You're right. Mm -hmm. Um, and basically we're going to declare one of these two, the winner of the Christmas episode. So it's not going to be Shrek Cinematic Universe is the one and all only. It's going to be one of these two movies is the one you should watch for Christmas this year. Yeah. Cause... We always go about how we believe in our uh, Shrek cinematic universe, and that only includes Shrek 1 and Shrek 2. Of course, we wish the Shrek Christmas special holds the torch and comes close to these already established masterpieces, but we're not sure yet. We haven't done the groundwork to find this out. So now, for every Christmas till wherever this podcast ends, we will be comparing... Christmas special Shrek the Halls to another Christmas special and see how it holds up. Yes. And Shrek the Halls came out after the third movie, I believe, because they already got the kids. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's out. It's far out of the canon. Yeah. Uh, far out of the cinematic universe. It's untouched by the canon. It's the first it's the first time I've seen it. I'm not. Did you see the Shrek the Halls before this? Uh, I, I think I've seen this a couple times. Oh. <laughs> you're, you're a I'm real familiar connoisseur. with the source material for this podcast. <laughs> I'd seen I'd seen New York Open Christmas before. Um, me too. We I, watched it together it. when you came we to did. visit me. We did uh, in 2018. God, anyway, so long ago. That is truly, <laughs> truly incredibly long ago. It's come up to a year since we've actually seen each other in person as well. It's very which is so sad. Because it's tainted by the fact the last time we saw each other was in Disneyland Paris. <laughs> Very Can't not Shrek of us. <laughs> that was the last holiday yeah. I knowingly spent abroad. <laughs> if, if we I could known never what I know travel now. again, <laughs> if we could never travel like outside 
like of our countries again, the last place we would have gone is Disneyland Paris. Upsetting. This is Truly very not magnificently upsetting. Very, um, very anti DreamWorks of us. But I, I say we did have a good time. But it's, it's mm-hmm. the moral grounds. <laughs> it is the moral grounds, exactly. Anyway, um, I think I we should do my preamble. We just yeah. need to jump right in. We should introduce these movies. I will start everyone off with a little yes. recap of Shrek to Halls. Mm-hmm. Um, it starts weirdly enough in summertime, and it, it has this like montage of donkey going to Shrek, being like hundred days till Christmas, fifty days till Christmas, one day until Christmas, and this whole time a montage Shrek-ish. of three scenes. Yeah, <laughs> this whole time Shrek is sure that they will not be spending Christmas. And I find it weird that he doesn't discuss this with his wife, but, you know, Mm -hmm. we will get into it. Um, And then Fiona comes outside with the bomb, dropping the bomb of like, I want to have a nice family Christmas. And Shrek loses his shit because he doesn't, first of all, he doesn't know what a Christmas really is. (laughs) And then instead of like asking Donkey to help straight away, he goes to Fantasy Outside Mall. (laughs) <laughs> tries to like figure out what a Christmas is, and he gets a book. To me, it felt like fantasy medieval Germany. <laughs> yeah. Um, and then um, he comes back and he does everything the book tells, and he thinks he's about to have the perfect Christmas. But then Donkey has heard that they are having little trouble with their Christmas preparations, so he, like a good friend, brings everyone <laughs> over, and like. Makes it makes the Shrek Christmas swamp hole into as Christmassy as it can be, while pointedly criticizing Shrek for his efforts. And then we have a whole debacle of telling it the perfect Christmas story, and everyone gets to tell the Christmas story, which Shrek is mad about. He needs to be the one because he wants to create this family Christmas for Fiona, and he ends up being super mad and kicking all their friends out, which makes Fiona super upset with. Shrek, because you can't kick people out of your house on Christmas, apparently. I'm like, "Mm, we can disagree (laughs) on that. And then Fiona leaves with the babes and goes to their friends. And then Shrek has a change of heart. And he's like, I never communicated this well enough. I did not like you barging in to (laughs) ruin my family Christmas. But if we had communicated about this from the beginning, it would be fine. And then they come back and he tells the Christmas story that was arguably the worst Christmas story of all the Christmas stories we heard. Yeah. And then it's Christmas and they're all happy and the end. And the credits roll for six minutes, which is a third yes. of the entire runtime of the, of, the, of the episode, which is wild to me. I was kind of, when I saw it, I was so happy. I was like, oh my God, this is only 20 minutes? What a yeah. treat. That's what I thought too. I was like, I'm so glad this is not longer than it was. However, what I wish was longer was New Yokio Pink Christmas. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I would have appreciated I about wanted Lord three of the hours Rings of content. Extended yeah. edition level. Exactly. I wanted like twenty hours of material. Ezra Koenig released the released the Koenig Hidden cut. tapes. <laughs> um anyway, so in New Yokio Pink Christmas, we um, are in New Yokio. Um, Kaz Khan, the protagonist of the show, has come down with a cold. So he asks his mecha butler, Charles, for a story. So Charles does tell this story about, uh, it starts off with following the story of a sales clerk 
um, who is enlisted by Kaz Khan in like in the story, not real Kaz Khan in the actual. All of this is this now is, story <laughs> mode. All this is all this is story, story mode. mode. From here on out, it's Charles telling the story. Kaz Khan needs a present for the most eligible Bachelor Secret Santa, which is a really giant televised event and it's very important. And high stakes. Kaz- high stakes. Kaz Khan needs a, um, needs a present for his arch nemesis, Arcangelo Corelli. <sighs> it's beautiful. Um, so he goes to this big warehouse and, um, and enlists the help of the sales clerk to, tr- to go and help him get a present because um, Kaz Khan himself is very busy because he's got a party to go to. So uh, the sales clerk goes off and finds this present, which is this old heirloom from the Corelli family from when they, um, from when they first defeated the demons that plagued New Yokio years ago. Um, and so he finds that. Kaz Khan goes to his party, uh, this, this Christmas sweater party, where Arcangelo... Beautiful Christmas sweater. It's a beautiful cla- Christmas sweater. It's a twist on the classic <laughs> exactly. that they like the beautiful to Christmas tell you multiple times. Yeah, and he's trying to pitch this um, this drink that his two two BFFs, um, Lexi and Gottlieb, made. Um, oh my god, what what's the fucking Caprice name of the Caprice, <laughs> Caprice Martini? There we go. In a can. And he's this trying time. to sell this in a can, um, and so he, he's trying to sell this to everyone there. Um, and Archangelo just straight up fucking spikes his drink <laughs> and he trips out and has this dream about this, this super demon, the great demon. Yeah. He, he says spikes that, him with demon powder, literal demon did, powder. Yes. It's MDNA, not MDMA, MDNA, which is, um, MDMA fused with, uh, demon blood. Demon, something like that. Yeah, something. Demon powder, demon blood, something. Demon blood. So Kaz trips out and has this this trip about the great demon. Foreshadowing. So mm-hmm. then we cut to the uh, most legible bachelor uh, secret Santa event. Um, Kaz is present. It's all going great. He gives his present to Archangelo, which is when Archangelo makes, rejects his present and says, fuck capitalism. We don't need material goods. This is all a ploy for Arcangelo to sell, like his uh, sell out his massive Christmas concert that he's planning later on. Yeah. But essentially, he says fuck material goods. It's all horrible. Um, so everyone stops buying his shit. gift. Like, his gift to Cascon is a song. Oh yeah, <laughs> I forgot. That's Arcangelo what, has wrote, song. has has written Kazkan an incredible song. It <gasps> is a fucking tune, and it's not available to stream anywhere. And it's the saddest thing about this. Yeah. Um, Except on YouTube. It is on YouTube. Yeah, it is on YouTube. So they. Uh, so anyway, so no one goes to the warehouse anymore. So the sales clerk gets fired because nobody's buying any shit anymore. So the sales clerk jumps off a building but is then saved by the great demon who possesses the sales clerk mm-hmm. um so kaz khan has to uh so archangelo announces his big christmas special concert kaz khan has to run security there because he's also a magistrate which means he has to fight demons that might like ruin a demon the concert. hunter he's a demon hunter exactly He's just like, like, just like Supernatural, <laughs> but it, it, a lot it's, better. It's almost like word for word Supernatural is what it's we are describing here. Exactly. 
So um, Kazkan goes to the thing. He has to. He has to perform. He has to rap oh, at the and Christmas Jayden special. Smith gets to rap this amazing Christmas. It's beautiful. Song. It's beautiful. On Archangelo's behest, he has to do it. Yeah. Halfway through the rap, he has to leave, however, because he sees that the sale. Oh, he's found out by the by the way. He's already confronted the sales clerk because he has to fight this demon uh, Christmas tree at one point. So he knows mm-hmm. the sales clerk is possessed. The sales clerk shows up at Archangelo's performance in the middle of Kazkan's rap. Kazkan follows him down to the basement, which is when the sales clerk slash the great demon has this speech about how, like, you know, uh, Archangelo, sorry, not Archangelo, Kazkan is descended of the demons that he is fighting. And he explains the story. Shocking twist. So the, he explains the story about like how there, you know, the demons. There used to be nothing before New Yokio. Everything was pink, and they can go back to that if Kazkan kills the sales clerk slash the great demon. Mm-hmm. Um, Kazkan's aunt comes downstairs. Comes down to the basement where they're having this confrontation, um, and like Kazkan's trying to explain it, but the aunt Agatha isn't having it. So Aunt Agatha decides to destroy the demon. And when she does, the entirety of New Yokio is covered in this giant pink wave. And the story ends. And we cut back to Kazkan and Charles. Charles telling the story to Kazkan in his sickbed. And, you know... Kazkan gives some pointed (laughs) commentary of being like... Why did it have yeah. to end so sad? Yeah, why what why did is the end up for interpretation? <laughs> that's yeah. awful. Um and then Charles is like, well, that that's just how it is, boyo, and then goes off to mass. Yeah. <laughs> and that's where the that's where it ends. That's where it ends. It is so good. It is so I good. I forgot. Guys how good it was and i was so yeah. like at every line of dialogue just had me like absolutely dying because it's so good yeah. like the dialogue in this tv sh- series is impeccable is unparalleled like, yeah on- <laughs> and also just like the, this entire time you're kind of getting this ironic like underlayer of the entire capitalism and nonsense around christmas in a way that's so like beautifully delicate that it doesn't have yeah. to be the main point but you feel it the entire time you feel the over-the-top ridiculousness of it and it works that's the it entire show works. it's mm-hmm. it's interesting that we are seeing like the entire neo yokio show as well it is we see it through cast Khan, who is like yeah sometimes the first most eligible bachelor or second most eligible bachelor in neo yokio mm-hmm. and she like he is part of the elite He's like mm-hmm. rich, but he he's the kind of rich where he has to work. But it's fun yeah. that we see this city and the struggles through like rich person's eyes. Exactly, because you know it's there. You know the underbelly is there. You know that the the working class is there, and you keep seeing mm-hmm. glimpses into it, but you don't get the full extent of it um, because you're not seeing it through their eyes. Because it's purely yeah. Kazkan. And when he's confronted with those things, it's really interesting because his response yeah. is often stupid. You know. Yeah. <laughs> He's a dumbass. He's a dumbass. Kazkan With a is an heart absolute of like, dumbass. I don't know if he has a heart of gold. Like a ha- heart of silver. He's a dumbass yeah. with a heart of silver. It's one of those things where like you can understand rich people saying that they mean well. But like it's not well. Yeah. You know you mean well but the, the actions aren't well. Exactly. <laughs> but the entire um. thing. I just like 
I just like from a lore level, I love the New Yokio Christmas special because you finally get more insight on the creation of New Yokio and the Great Demon War and the creation of the Magistrates. But you don't know if it's real or not. Yeah, because it is all a story. Exactly. My my headcanon, my theory is that um, the entire thing about the demons selling out to help humans defeat the other demons is real and like Kazkan is a descendant of demons. I think so too. I think that yeah. would have been like a fun take on like a second season. And I feel like Yeah, that's, and Charles they, Yeah. That's the way they could introduce the topic in a story without like cuz they don't have the time to fully go into it. So it makes sense yeah. to introduce this like entire second season plot point in yeah. like this like this story that the Mecca Butler bubble. tells as yeah. like a Christmas story. And it's one of those things where Charles probably knows about this and is telling Kazkan, but like yeah. Kazkan's like, it's just a story because I'm a fucking idiot. I'm a fucking idiot and I can't see subtext. Exactly. <laughs> can't read between the lines because my money is blocking my vision. Exactly. My incredible riches. Yeah. Um. Anyway, the Shrek Christmas special. Okay. Let's dive into that one. Yeah. I want to say, these both have kind of, with different degrees, the same framing device, which is fun. Like, it's the Christmas story. Yeah. Both movies heavily, like, rely on the Christmas story. Yeah. Shrek more so, and it's more competitive in Shrek, and it's more of a, like, um, it's more of an actual, like, twists a little bit like a plot point where in like in neo yokio neo yokio it's purely framing device the backdrop still, yeah exactly yeah. yeah um both so the you know the nature of being a special means that there's pre-existing content about this mm-hmm. and i think that like straight off the bat story-wise neo yokio managed to say so true to the original neo yokio yes. content and universe and Shrek the Halls does not. It does not. It's actually weird how much it, like, that was not my donkey and Shrek. Those were not my boys. <laughs> Hashtag not my Shronky. Because it's, like, first of all, at this point, we've gone through three movies already where Shrek learns the lesson that friends and family and not being alone is important. Yeah. We've seen this three times. And yet we return to this yet a fucking again. Yeah, exactly. this movie. And he treats Donkey horribly. Right. Like, he's the mo- He's probably the meanest in this movie. He is pretty damn horrible in this movie. Yeah. He is not redeemable. And there's no, like, you know... There's allowed to be, like, tension between Shrek and Donkey in the overall, like, you know, the... the, the yeah. They're allowed to be mad at each other, but this was just straight up like, go spend Christmas somewhere else, but I'm not going to communicate this properly. Yeah. It doesn't solve anything. We don't have like a cohesive beginning, middle, and end. Also, and the stakes are weird. Yeah. Miscommunication is rarely a good plot. Oh, like, it's, it's usually so the difficult worst. to have miscommunication be an interesting plot. And this yeah. entire premise was like, we don't know how to tell you that we don't we want to spend Christmas by ourselves. So we're just gonna like weirdly deal with it. Also, mm-hmm. every single like plot around it was strange. 
Like, yeah. Fiona being like, I want to spend Christmas with just the family, and then getting angry at Shrek for kicking everyone out yeah. made no sense to me. And also, she doesn't seem to be having fun time when they have the, like, start of the party where everyone's in, and she seems to be kind of, like, on the same page with Shrek that this is not what we were after. But yeah. then Shrek is mean to their friends and kicks them out, and suddenly she's like, this was never about the family, or this is, like, about everyone and friends, and let's, like, it's... Fiona? Nobody, yeah. Excuse me, what are you doing? Nobody, the only person who made it clear, no, sorry. Nobody made it clear what they wanted. Mm-hmm. And it was just a mess the entire time. It was no such one a messy story. anything. No. Like, I feel like the time we, actually it is, the time we see, like, Fiona coming from the hut on the 23rd of December, I think it is. Mm-hmm. And she says, like, oh, I can't wait to have a perfect family Christmas. That's the first time Shrek hears about it. Like, first of all, I feel like this should have been established. They are a marriage couple. They communicate. They must have made Christmas plans. Fiona, we know, has family. Maybe she wants to visit. Like, there are so many things they should have discussed beforehand. Mm -hmm. And then she just drops this on Shrek, who we learn at the end doesn't know Christmas because he's never celebrated it before. Right. I feel like this all this also should have been established beforehand. And they seeded it, right? They seeded it by being like, here's a book about Christmas, here's how you yeah. celebrate Christmas. But why wouldn't you have put it explicitly there being like, I've never done this before? Why not from the very yeah. first time you see Donkey come up to him being like, Can't wait for Christmas? Why wasn't the response immediately, I've never done Christmas? It's not gonna be part of my family because my family's never celebrated Christmas. Yeah. Which is okay. <laughs> Yeah, and then it would make sense for Fiona to maybe kind of drop it because they both come yeah. with different expectations. To exactly, it. yeah. And then not everyone celebrates that. Christmas. Let's go from there, and yeah. then go and then go, go, cut to Fiona being like, "Oh, actually, I think Christmas is pretty important, and what I'd like for our family to celebrate it." And then yeah. having the entire like, "Oh, let's learn about what Christmas is from the perspective of someone who's never celebrated it." That'd be great. Yeah. That'd be a really yeah. good story. <laughs> it almost seems, which I think is the case. I don't think we, like, this is really, like, a mystery. But I'm pretty sure, like, the people making this movie had nothing to do with Shrek 1 and Shrek 2. Oh, not the all. characters are so far removed. And the it's weirdly... so far like, removed. It's, like, at the even at the end, the point is that it seems like Shrek only wants to have wants to tell the story to the family and have that, like, be together with the family. But then he tells the Christmas story, and his Christmas story is that it's a perfect Christmas, but then there's, like, an ogre Santa Claus that comes in, burps, and then everything, all the, like, beautiful Christmas material goods turn into ogre goods, so it's, like, gross Christmas. Mm -hmm. But it doesn't, like, take away the, like... Even in Shrek's mind, who's new to Christmas... Christmas needs to be material in some way. Yeah. Because he's not fine with the fancy decorations. He wants ogre decorations. There's not an option to have no decorations. Yeah. And it's kind of like at the end, okay, we are doing this, like we're doing the exact Christmas that everyone's having, but we're doing it gross in in a gross ogre way. Mm Mm-hmm. Which is following the steps and doing the th- things. And I'm just like, that. It, it, there's some kind of like miscommunication between 
what the plot does and the what the movie like vaguely tries to tell. Yeah. Exactly. And they're trying to tell so much as well. Mm-hmm. They're trying to it's a 20 minute special and they're trying to negotiate the shrunky dynamic. They do a terrible job. The mm-hmm. husband and wife dynamic, they do a terrible job. Terrible job. Incre- like jokes and things from the other characters we know and love. Terrible job. Terrible job. And then also have the meaning of Christmas all in 20 minutes. It's a very rushed Like, uh, this thing. is the movie where you decide to, like, fully examine the horror of being a gingerbread man in a world where people <laughs> consume gingerbread. Like, one of the stories is Gingy telling the story of, like, how he's with her girlfriend chilling on Christmas and then Santa Claus comes and eats the girlfriend. And I'm just like, murders the girlfriend. drop this into a Christmas special it was wild it was literally just like let me tell you the traumatic event of my girlfriend being killed in front of me yeah in a two second like christmas moment in the middle of this children's christmas special everyone disregards it yeah and And no one takes no good him seriously after that when he's like i hate christmas or when there's like at the end there's this final scene where like santa actually like flies over the swamp yeah and Gingy lets out this like horrified scream and it's played for jokes and i'm like no that's a valid reaction yeah that's a really valid reaction is a monster it's genuinely just like all your friends hearing about like the most awful thing that's ever happened to you and then being like get over it it's christmas That's the most buck wild thing in the entire yeah. world. What do, did the moonlight scene do? Nothing for you, guys. Yes, nothing. And it's 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 like also Fiona's character. She's not Fiona. Fiona is the most Fiona has been character in the world. Kidnapped in this movie. Yes. And replaced by a to clone. someone else. Yeah. Yes. She's just this passive wife figure. Yes. Literally, she does nothing the entire movie except for be annoyed for reasons that are. Un- like, like completely like found on nothing yeah she's like unhappy that there's like she wants to have christmas with the family then other people show up and she's unhappy that shrek doesn't like that mm-hmm. even though she also doesn't like that yeah and then walks and she's out being the one who's clearly like made shrek think that she also just wants to be with the family. Because Shrek never comes up with the term fa- family Christmas. Because he doesn't know what mm-hmm. a Christmas is. So he's purely relying on what Fiona says. And when Fiona yeah. repeats time after time that he wants a nice family Christmas. That's what Shrek thinks he has to provide for mm-hmm. her. And tries. Mm-hmm. And then gets nothing from it. Because Fiona is suddenly like, oh no, I didn't want a family Christmas. I wanted every fucking person we know to come and destroy our house. And then at the end, again, she's like, oh, actually, I wanted a family Christmas. And it's like, well, what do you want? (laughs) Like, make up your mind. Make up your mind. But yeah, this is all very different to how Neo Yokio comes to this. Yes, exactly. Because, yeah. Yeah. Neo Yokio isn't, is a little bit about, it's, Neo Yokio is in part... Finding out family secrets, a very Christmassy theme, mm-hmm. um, and also about uh, co-opting, you know, uh, seemingly progressive slogans by rich people to use against the working class. 
yeah. which is also, you know, also relevant. Yeah. It's two interesting new takes to Christmas specials that we don't see before. It's not necessarily about like, oh, you want the people around you for Christmas. No, it's about like, you know, people saying that they know the truth. Essentially, Shrek, the Shrek, Shrek the Halls could almost be like a movie within New Yokyo. Because yeah, of the irony yeah. At all. <laughs> which is the kind of like conflicting message. Like, what are you, a capitalist corporation, trying to tell us right now? Yeah, exactly, exactly. Like the entire scene of like Archangelo truly shines in his like, evilness. An amazing character. Like he's Incredible. amazing character in this show, but also like something is so crystalline perfection about him in this one in the Christmas yeah, special. He's, he's good in the show, but he's like kind of in the background. But in mm-hmm. this special, he shines like the yeah. brightest Christmas star. He's so like my my favorite Christmas villains of this season are Hans Gruber and Archangelo. Crowley. Yeah. Because um, essentially, uh, him admitting that he's pretending to be anti-consumerist so that he can sell more shit um, when they uh, when he rejects uh, Kazkan's material is just such good. a beautiful moment. Yeah, of just like this is how things genuinely are for most media. Because most media will be saying, "We don't want you to um, buy shit. We want you to buy this movie that is about." you know, the true meaning of Christmas. We want you to pay for this movie. Yeah. You know, it's, and that's what he does. He's like, pay for this Christmas experience. Give me all this money for the, I'll be so rich. I'll be richer than any of you guys because of what I'm currently doing, which is pretending to reject material goods. Yeah. And also clearly kind of also shows how, what Christmas is, is purely, it's not a tradition of sorts like if a single rich person telling you to reject the material side of christmas and buy tickets to a show that's on a christmas day and you do it and we see clearly not a single person in neo yokio goes to shops after that like renouncement of material goods and like Mm -hmm. every single person tries to get to the show it kind of also tells this People, they just uproot their Christmas entirely. Like, Christmas doesn't matter. They clearly don't have mm-hmm. that many, like, established things that they want to do. It's purely for show. Mm-hmm. Like, Christmas, participating in Christmas is not, like, a human experience. It's a consumer experience. And you exactly. go where the people who control the consumable goods tell you to go. Yeah, exactly. It's just like, I saw this, uh, I saw, essentially, I saw this, um, this tweet from, from, a, from a man we both love dearly, uh, Demi Adeyigbi, and he, um, he was saying like, because of Corona, obviously a lot of people can't do Christmas, Christmas, and he was like, guys, you can spe- celebrate Christmas whenever, like, that. it doesn't have to be on the 25th. Yeah. And that's kind of just like, it's so like it kind of hit me of like that's so true. Yeah, Christmas and, like, is really it's and convenient because yeah. it's usually a holiday. Yeah, where all your all or most of your family member will be available unless they are in jobs that require them, yeah. like shops or uh, some restaurants or hospitals and stuff like that. But it's convenient. Well, it mostly convenient. is. Yeah. What it mostly is is for the chance of bigger corporations like in New Yokio, to be able mm-hmm. to sell experiences and goods. 
Yeah, because you buy Christmas gifts. Yeah, it's one big event for that. And so many Christmas traditions are relying on getting the certain kind of food. Mm -hmm. There's the taste of luxury or that kind of like opulence. Mm -hmm. Like in Christmas that you need to have chocolates and you need to have like wines and you need to have like all this food. Leading up to Christmas too. I've spent more money on like buying nonsense food in the last week than I have, like in the last few like yeah, cr- like Christmassy weeks than I have like the rest of the year. Like I don't care the rest of the year, but I'm just like I gotta get Bailey's for my Bailey's hot chocolate because it's almost Christmas, and it's yeah. like no, I yeah. don't. I can do that whatever I want. <laughs> I can do that in the middle of February I had and be this just moment. happy. Also, this is also like something that's a small step of that, but I. Love. One of my favorite foods during Christmas is, like, almost blinis, but we do it on toast. Mm -hmm. So you have, Mm -hmm. like, the Russian sour cream, and you have fish eggs, red onion, and pepper on a toast. And it's delicious. But I only ever eat it during Christmas. Like, specifically, like, Christmas Eve to Boxing Day. Those three days. And then I Christmas Eve to my birthday is the official way we talk about it. (laughs) Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Sorry. Oh, (laughs) <laughs> um, until Mary's birthday it's a special treat that I have whenever you turn a year older um, but then I was like in a shop and I was like oh I really want to have them now and then I was like no it's a Christmas food <laughs> and then I was like holy shit this is making me realize this the exact same thing you had the epiphany that I should have had this afternoon because I was arguing with my mother mm-hmm. about um, about the well it's the second day of Christmas in the Netherlands is my birthday Mm-hmm. Uh, like it's known like you just have a second Christmas on the 26th so we're having like a Christmas-ish meal for my birthday and I wanted Bellinis I wanted Bellinis as an appetizer yeah um, and she was like no we're having fish for a main course we can't have two fish twice um, which I know is wild to you as a Finnish person to even, I'm like, like what? restrictions of fish? yeah <laughs> but um Essentially, I was like, oh, then I won't get, like, get to have Bellinis this year. And that's something I've just really been craving. And I'm just realizing, like, I can do whatever I want. I can have Bellinis do... whatever I want. Yeah, exactly. That's the wild thing. Like, it's so... It, I was just... Uh, it's it's wonderful to realize how everything is made up and nothing is real. <laughs> exactly. And I feel like the end of New Yokio really kind of encompasses that as well. Yeah. Because the end is the entirety of New Yokio just drowning in a sea of pink. And it's like, nothing yeah. is real. We're all like, making all up this big event. ceases. Yeah. Everything stops existing. Exactly. And it returns Christmas will back stop to existing. the pink nothing yeah. that it yeah. was before. And <sighs> all that they've done, all that they've achieved, it all means nothing at the end. So what um, Archangelo sold out the Christmas extravaganza at Radio Music Hall. So what? It it's all returns to pink. Nothing. It's nothing. <sighs> I, I love just... Neo Yokio Christmas special so much. So much. Like un- an unbelievable amount. Just watching it again yesterday, every second I was just like, this is all I want from media. Is, and nobody gets it. I can't yeah, believe. I don't understand I, why. I genuinely cannot believe more people don't like it. It doesn't make any sense to me. Yeah. It's so good. Like, we have here, like, also, 
the world building is just as good in, in this as it was in the actual show, which exactly Shrek is not at all. Um, no. It's recycled jokes and that's it. Um, mm-hmm. But like you have, we see these like <sighs> Christmas, like the movie starts with like Christmas displays of like luxury brands. Mm-hmm. And it's very clearly stating that pe- and people going to this like beautiful Bergdorf, I think it's yeah. called. Uh, which is essentially like Harrods, yeah. I think, and or, they just like shop like yeah. weird stuff that they don't want for very expensive, and it's just like re- puts you right in there, which has been the ethos of the show as well. Yeah, and then they like then we follow them like trying to figure out what to buy for this like superficial, the most superficial Christmas event of all time, which is the like secret Santa of the. 12, no, seven most eligible bachelors of Neo Yokio. Yeah. yeah. And it's which just. Which is this about... massive televised event yeah. in which everyone's going to one up how incredible and insane their gift is. Like, one of the gay. Like, one of the uh, gifts is this massive Range Rover, but also a thousand, like, stocks. I'm not sure what they're called. Yeah. Like a thousand. <laughs> a thousand Stonks things that you put in the stocks. And then it's then there's like this. It's amazing because then you also have this like it's being televised, so there's commentators. So then it's like this woman looking at the camera and being like, "Oh, stocks, the gift that keeps on giving, (laughs) the eternal gift." (laughs) Exactly, it's so good. Like, and you know what? I would, I, I'll give it like four more years until there's legitimately something like that where there's yeah. like, you know, on the Ellen show, it's celebrities giving secret Santa gifts to each other. Yeah. Actually, I could pitch that right now and they do it next year. Yeah. Because it's, <laughs> it's also, it shows like all they dis- all they want to achieve with the gift is to show that they are, they are good. Gift they are givers. good and, they have yeah, no, exactly. They have no, like they don't think about the person at all. Yeah. Well, they exactly. They just want to be seem fine in other people's eyes. Yeah. Kaz Khan enlists someone else to do it. Yeah. You know? And yeah. and it's actually sad because the sales clerk, Herbert, he goes through like a lot of trouble and we see he seems to find the perfect gift. He like, does the find the perfect gift. gift. Which has like sentimental value, but it's also expensive, as he states. Um, <laughs> the perfect gift. And. Then he gets super excited about it. It's his favorite time of year. It's his favorite event of the year. And mm-hmm. it's actually pretty sad because we see him in his, like, small apartment that's, Tiny. like, so far removed from his, like, glamorous glamorous job in this glamorous building. Mm-hmm. And he's so excited. He's eating noodles in his underwear and he's waiting for his moment to shine that no one knows, first of all. Like, no one will know that he bought the gift. Yeah. And... Then it's Archangel just does the thing where he doesn't even fucking open the gift. He doesn't even open the gift. And like all that effort that the sales clerk put into it is for nothing. And the entire um, backdrop of the sales clerk working for this like Harrods slash uh, 6th Avenue kind of mall is really well done because he's this over the top character who loves his job more than anything to the point where his job is his life. Which, mm. unfortunately, is something, like, that exists in a lot of places. Yes. A lot of people work, you know, love their jobs more than the job loves them. Mm-hmm. No job loves you. 
like no job loves you a job is a job you know yeah yeah and this is kind of the extreme of that where the job is his entire life to the moment where he has nothing else to live for when he is ultimately fired because of what archangelo did which was tell people to stop buying shit Mm -hmm. and so the warehouse got no customers anymore and it's this it's such a it's such a good commentary of that yeah and then he's being fired by this like fucking anime like chibi girl called Bergdorf Chan, who's just like this, like like this. Animated. She's on a screen. Yeah, yeah. It's it's, and he's it's a like, robot oh, we screen. We love you so much. We love you yeah. so much. We're so sorry to see you go. <laughs> yeah, it's like it's 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 a you know it's a it's a parody of you know having essentially it reminds me of it's sim- they do a similar thing in Lady Dynamite where they have like the Netflix machine, which is the one that yeah. you talk to. And it's the same thing where it's like, it's not, it's, you know, this corporation is a literal machine that will fire yeah. and hire you. And we are showing that through a machine that is going to fire this character. And it's just so well done. It's so well done. It's so well done. Also, another thing, because we are comparing this to Shrek the Horse. Um, yeah. yeah. Is the characters seem to be the same characters we see in the TV show. Yes. We have clear links. Like, we... Yeah. Even, I... Like, specifically, I love Gottlieb and... Lexi. What? Lexi. Lexi! Lexi. Yes. And I love them because they are these, like, entrepreneurial layabouts who just want to, like, make it big with their Caprice Martini brand. And their journey through this entire movie. At first, they want to sell cans. Mm Because it's, you know, they want a brand. Then they start selling, um, they realize that the, it's, it's not really about the product, which was the Capri, originally it was a real Caprizi martini, like made in a bar. Then it became a can. Then they start selling merch because they realize people like, it's all about branding. It's all about branding. And then they pivot because there's the news of consumer goods being bad. They, they just decide to put up a fucking backdrop like a photo backdrop that people can take pictures in front of with the caprice martini brand on it yeah i can't i wish i'd written it down because they say something beautiful i can't remember what it is but something about like it's not about the products it's all about being seen with the brand yeah for the consumers exactly and it was really really funny yeah this is Um, the Like a perfect Daisy and Mero, even though they're called Alexi and Gottlieb in this, yeah. but they voice them. Like uh le- like Lexi and Gottlieb do an incredible like their characterization does an incredible job at showing how brands genuinely work. Like if it yeah. had been made two years later, they would have had they wouldn't even have had the backdrop, they would have just had uh, like an Instagram filter. Exactly. Yeah. And it's it's so it mirrors their story in the TV show. It does, exactly. Because they want to make open... their name in a TV show. And that's, it's, yeah. it builds on that. Exactly. Because in the TV show, they have, they open the bar for the Caprese mm-hmm. Martini. And then now they they have to, they have to grow. Yeah. Meanwhile, in, in the, in the Shrek, in the Shrek world, we have pale imitations. Pale, pale imitations of imitation. the original Far franchise. removed from the original text where yeah. we haven't really, it's caricatures yeah, of what exactly. people think the characters are. Exactly. Exactly. It's like, like it's like the taking the most base level dem- stuff. Dominators. Yeah, it's taking the most base level like Shrek stuff and being like, this is what it is. Let's just yeah. slap, put some words together, make them burp a lot. 
That's it's a movie Shrek. that would be made by a person who maybe even hasn't seen Shrek, but has just like been yeah. aware of it through existing in a society. Ex- yeah. <laughs> we live in a society mm. where Shrek exists, which we're very grateful for, but not Shrek the Halls. Yeah. It's just, it's just so half-hearted. Yeah. And Neo Yokio, I feel like Neo Yokio Christmas Special was actually, I feel like they put a lot of stuff from the, like, maybe they had, like, done stuff for the second season. Like, even if it yeah. wasn't official, they might have, like, started planning where to go. And then I wouldn't when be surprised. it was ripped from their yeah. arms, yeah. they put, because I feel like even the Gottlieb and Lexi plot probably would have been, yes. like, smackered across the second season, like, here and there, like, a little yeah. bit at a time. It seems, and they, but also, I love, they know just enough, they put just enough stuff in it. It's not too crowded. Because yeah. we also have, like, Cas Khan's, like, weird aunt that comes in. Yes! This I writer character. to mention this her. This yeah. artist, who also, like, is such a caricature of, like, it's Rich just, like, she's a biographist. Books. And it's, like, she's trying to be this cool, like, kumbaya artist. And it's just, like, come on. Yeah. She makes such a spectacle out of it. She's a full-time memoirist of her own memoir, which is a yeah. really funny joke. That's just a yeah. solid joke. <laughs> Aunt Angelique. Yeah, it's just... <sighs> like, see, we introduced a whole new character that was actually good. Yeah. And, and I do agree. On, like, I feel established like... Stuff. Yeah, I feel like Aunt Angelique, uh, Alexi and Gottlieb, um and the entire like uh Kaz Khan finding out that he's a descendant of, of the demons that tried to destroy New Yokyo. Mm-hmm. Uh that's all proper season two stuff that never got to be. Yeah, so and they then just you like have... Christmasified it. Exactly. And then they, they inserted the Archangelo Christmas concert and that truly solidified it as a Christmas special. I think that's a really inter- interesting way of like doing it. Yeah. Because I'm sure that there's a like even in, in our, you know, one year of having this podcast, we have pitched about five different Shrek movies. Mm-hmm. Like, you could probably take one of those plots and then just Christmasify it and have a Christmas special yeah. that interestingly builds up on the world you've already created instead of being like, let's do a basic Christmas special. And I think that's, the, that's a good way of approaching it. Yeah, because I don't understand why you would, like, because it's just... It's, it's not even retelling the same story and it's not adding anything to the original story. It's purely, you know what? It, it's like you said, it's the Neo Yokio treatment, kind of like yep. insa- in-world Neo Yokio treatment yep. of what a Christmas product is. Let's ba- let's yep. take this because we know it's profitable. Let's just remake it, bastardize it without really giving any meaning to what it is or like what it's supposed to be and what it means for people. And let's just make it and just yeah. put it in the universe and at least it's there. Maybe we'll get some money out of it. We don't care. Yeah, it's more like don't forget about us because we've got a fourth movie coming out. Yeah. Instead of New York here, which is just like, remember us. Remember, remember us fondly. This is our swan song. <laughs> this is our swan song. I, I, I cannot believe we don't get more New York here. Like, that's it's, it. It's a tragedy. I'm going to write more New York here spec yeah. scripts just for me. Just there are for so me. many good bits. <laughs> like, also, like, I loved in Neo Yokio Christmas special the one scene because we have like I think we see maybe like 20 minutes of the story and then we go back to Charles and Cascon in the like real universe 
Mm-hmm. And then it's been like, it's been really bleak and sad, kind of like, it's exactly like you would expect a Neo Yokio episode to go. Like, it's just, it's what we get. And then Cass mm-hmm. Khan makes the comment to Charles where he's like, well, I, it's fun that you took this hyper-realistic route. Like, yeah. could you add a little bit of whimsy? Yeah. And the whimsy Charles adds is like, demons. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. Like, great, great demon flood that's the whimsy Mm. of the story the whimsy is the end of existence yeah or the rebirth of what was originally there god (laughs) what 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 is special no also have to say (laughs) there's a reason why archangelo corelli is our favorite character he has a podcast guys (sighs) i forgot to mention that he He has has a a podcast. podcast Where his his we get a glimpse into one of his episodes where he literally just has a single announcement and that's the entire episode. And I'm yeah. just like, I wish we had the balls to just do that, like yeah. just one like three sentences back, and that's the entire episode instead of we're sitting here for an hour. Yeah, what an easy life to lead. The rich can yeah. do anything, can't they, Mari? Yeah, they really can. I also just love the um the co- like the, he says he has a podcast. Like listen to he tells Kaz Khan he has a podcast. Kaz is like, you have a podcast? And he's like, you don't have a podcast? <laughs> what a like, burn. Yeah, I'm just like, beautiful. Both ways, to be yeah. honest. Yeah, Kaz, get a fucking podcast. Join us. <laughs> but yeah, we, in this movie, we get also, like, we battle a giant Christmas tree. We have a Christmas song that's yeah. beautiful. We have Slap. Christmas songs in Shrek the Halls as well. In the Shrek fashion, we have donkey singing, but it, we both have diegetic music in these. Like Both yeah. of these movies For so- have singing in it. I will say it's impressive that um, Shrek the Halls has like about 20 Christmas songs in 20 minutes. Yeah. It's borderline matic. Like, it's too many Christmas songs. Yeah. For 20 minutes. Just pick three They're just main ones. They're trying to do the joke of over and over again of, like, having the song lyrics kind of fit what's going on in screen, and they just do it constantly. Exactly. And it's like, you know, you, somehow your, your, your Shrek the Hall soundtrack is longer than the Shrek Cinematic Universe soundtrack. Yeah. <laughs> like, just in pick three, stick we have it. one perfect song. Mm-hmm. You know, all you need is one good original song. Yeah. Neo Yokio shows it. What an original Me- song it is. I'm going to listen it's to it beautiful. after the episode. It's so good. Me too. Me too. Um, But yeah. No, it's just... Neo Yokio is such a fucking fun time. And it, I, I also think it's... Like, the casting is impeccable. 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 Like, having Jaden Smith play Cas Khan is mm-hmm. such a god-tier take from whoever did the casting. It's just... Yeah. There's literally... Nobody is cast badly. Yeah. And I feel like everyone has had fun with it. Yeah. Because the cast is absolutely insane as well. Yeah, I feel like I would have, if I was like recording it alone in my room, I would have a blast just saying the lines out loud. Like, right? Because it's just such incredible one-liners constantly. Jude Law as Mecha Butler is... From Paralleled. (sighs) And then he, then we like in the TV show, which we also see in this one, but it's established already in a TV show that the Mecha Butler is actually like piloted. Yeah. Not like 
I Charles exists like it's not when Charles talks the lady who pilots talk, Charles doesn't talk she just sits no. there and moves the limbs and Charles yeah. is its own being but it's such a fun like weird little thing it's such a weird little thing it's beautiful um Mari do we want to decide which Christmas special yeah, we like more I was gonna say like we're ramping up to an hour now I feel like I feel like we've made it pretty clear yeah but the 2020 Christmas special winner is Neo Yokio Pink Christmas. <laughs> da, 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 da. Try again next year, Shrek the Halls, because yeah. next year we'll be rewatching Shrek the Halls and we'll compare it to. Maybe a we'll Christmas watch special. the Star Wars Christmas special and see how that holds up. <laughs> well, knows? that's the thing, right? I feel like at the like you know, I feel like Neo Yokio is the number one most eligible Christmas special and will yeah. remain that for a long while just because of the nature of having been cut short and then putting yeah. their shit into the set in the, to the Christmas special. But we'll see. Next year we'll do Star yeah. Wars or something else um, and we'll compare to Shrek the Halls and see how it holds up. See if, if Shrek the Halls... Because Shrek the Halls, it's, it's very basic Christmas special. Yeah. It's very it's there. It's, it, it's there. It, it gives you into the Christmas mood if you don't pay attention to it, and you don't yeah. have a podcast that revolves around Shrek, like reading so much <laughs> into everything all the time. Yeah, exactly. So, but yes, this is uh, our final like Christmas Christmas episode. Mm-hmm. Um, but we have one more episode coming up yes. for this year in which we will be doing um, a little bit of mini awards. Awards. That's all we're going to give you for now. Swamp awards. We're going to give some awards. We're not going to watch a movie. Yeah. Uh, we're going to reflect gonna, on the year. It's a year in review kind of thing. A year in and review. we will have categories and we will debate many things. And we will also ask you, the audience, participate in Instagram, Swamp It Up Podcast, where we will be posting some polls here and there um, in lead up to the Great mm-hmm. Swamp Awards of 2020. So go vote. Uh, go, to our, uh, yeah, go to our Instagram, Swamp It Up Podcast, and vote for things. Thank you for listening yeah. and joining us for our Christmassy season. Mm-hmm. Uh, we hope you have a lovely rest of the week, whatever you're celebrating. Um, if you uh, want to support us as a Christmas gift to us, then please go to iTunes and rate us on there or leave a comment. Uh, go to Spotify and follow us. Uh, do whatever else you can. Uh, bring the word out. We're out here. We're having Share fun. Share us on Instagram. Make your yeah. friends listen to us. Maybe gather the family around to listen to the Die Hard Christmas special. That's family-friendly material for, <laughs> for, for the youngins. Exactly. For the wings. Everyone's seen Die Hard. Yeah, instead of watching Die Hard, listen to our episode on Die Hard this yeah. Christmas. It will create interesting uh, dinner table conversations, if nothing else. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Like, do, should you resent your wife's success? Discuss. Fun Discuss. Christmas topics. <laughs> yeah. So thank you so much for listening. And see uh, you next bye. week. Bye. Bye.